Blog Talk Radio. In my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads Standing in the huddle Listening to the call Fans going crazy for the boys of fall Hey everybody, welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson I'm your host Dave Johnson Um wouldn't have a good show tonight. Got some good questions already on the board. Um, going to talk topic for tonight, uh, developing uh, players. Um, I'm sure everybody's got a different opinion and idea about it, but uh, I guess I'm going to put mine out there. Um, so we'll be talking about that in a little bit. Um, so I guess everybody knows by now that the NFL is finally over, and uh, I'm I'm glad. That means we're we're one step closer to getting the women's football kicked off. And uh, man, we you know we're I ain't saying we're ready, but hard ready to play. Before our minds are ready, we're we're chomping at the bit to get started and see where we're at. And I know we got a lot of work to do, and I'm sure a lot to do as well. But uh, ready to get that started and see where we're at. But I do want to congratulate the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they had a great regular season, finished it off with a great run in the uh, in the playoffs. Uh, played some good defense down the stretch, and you know that, that that's a good point right there because everybody always says that. The offenses fill the stands and defenses win championships. And, you know, I've seen them uh, hold Atlanta out on that goal line stance down there, four downs inside the 10. Um, you know, the the way they played Minnesota. Um, so they uh, they played, played some good ball. Um, you know, you can't take anything away from them. Uh, I, I mean, I... I believe that, you know, if they played again, it's it, mid-game and a dogfight. Even though the offense has put up all kinds of yards, to me, um, and I didn't watch all the game. I did watch most of it. But to me, um, the two turning points of the game happened on defense. And one for the Patriots, it was the lack of what they did on defense. Um, I know we were sitting there watching, and it was third and long. And they throw a little check down to a guy and the New England defender. This plum whipped on the tackle. They pick up the first down. He makes the tackle. Fourth and long, they punt. Who knows what happens, but he missed the tackle. The drive continues, and uh, they end up scoring a touchdown. I told Jim Crutcher, that right there is going to be – that's going to come back home. And it, and it sure did. And then with as much uh, – Offense as there was in the game, uh, no sacks right up until the very end when they uh, 
stripped the ball from Tom Brady. Uh, so to me, those two plays on defense, one of which didn't happen and one of which was a great play by the Eagles, um, is, is the two plays of the two biggest plays in the game. Um, nevertheless, it, it was a great game. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm glad to see it over with. I'm uh, ready to move on. I've sort of done with the NFL long before they even got to that point. So uh, I'm glad to see it over. But it was a good game, and uh, I know a lot of people do like it. Um, but anyway, we're we're uh, ready to roll with this women's football this year. We're we're really excited. Um, I know all the teams that uh, are in the USWFL they're excited and chomping at the bit, and everybody thinks they. And there, and there is some great teams. It ain't just they think. There, there is a lot of great teams in the league, and uh, it's going to be like I say every week. It's going to be a dogfight. And uh, so, speaking of dogfight, on another note, uh, another sport that ended this past weekend was the uh, middle school championships, in which Mary Hughes Middle School. Uh, the boys and the girls won the state championship. Uh, so congratulations to both of them. Um, you know, the the two really, really good, great games. I mean, excuse me, you couldn't. Man, standing room only for both games. I went and watched all the games down there at the state uh at state uh, games and in Sevierville, and uh, man, great games all the way through. And I'm gonna tell you, Riley Nelson for the girls, uh, who I've had on the show earlier, um, she she just took over the game. Uh, I mean, it, it you just can't imagine if you weren't there to see it. Um, how how it played out, but I think she had like 32 points, six rebounds, six or seven assists, uh, something like that. I don't know how many uh, steals. I mean, it was she just it was just it was just amazing. I mean, she was by far the best player on there. She's probably a better player than anybody on our high school girls team around here. Um, she she put on a clinic, and it was it was fun to watch and. Anybody that don't know her, she's the most humble person you've ever seen. I mean, you you get the feeling when you go watch her play that she can do this every night if she needed to. Uh, but most she's more interested in passing and cares more about passing than she does scoring. But man, she turned it on, and I guess they needed it the most. And um, it it was it was something to watch and. Uh, the team that they beat, Baylington, um, they're not too far from here. I know they're, I know their coach real well. I've known her since she was a kid. Her mom uh, grew. I grew up around them when I was 20 years old. Uh, I met her mom. She was just a kid then. So uh, her daughter plays on that team, and they got a good team. So it, it was a really, really good game. Uh, Mary Hughes is just better than they were. Um, so I think I, I believe the girls finished the season thirty and oh. So, you know, it's been a been a great run. I think uh, when Riley was in the sixth grade they made it to the lead eight. Last year, she was in the seventh, they made it to the final four and then uh, 
this year they win it all. So um, it, it was great, man. I, like I said, I, I'm glad I went, and uh, I don't know if anybody out there listening did go, but if you did, you know that it was a it was a great game. So congratulations to you girls on the uh, lady line that Mary Hughes for winning the state championship at the middle school level. Um, then the boys played after the girls, and man, you, I, I can't, I can't put in words how great that game was. This game between these boys, and I don't know who the, I can't even remember who the other team was. Um, the math basketball game, period. High school, college, whatever I've ever been to in my life. Like I said, standing room only, uh, fans fighting, fans getting into it, parents getting into it, have to get the cops over there to patrol it, uh, players on both sides getting in foul trouble. Um, I mean, a great game. Any, anybody out there that's listening is familiar with the movie Hoosiers, um, that's about what it was like uh, with Murray Hughes being the history team. And uh, the other team being that team from Indianapolis, and they come rolling in there, and they're huge and have all this big following and all that. That's just exactly what the atmosphere was like. And, man, I'm telling you, it was the best game period I've ever been to. Uh, they jumped, the other team jumped out on Mary Hughes early. They were down like 12-2. to two. Uh, Neil and Martley, the Mary Hughes' best player, Three fouls, like half the quarter gone. So he goes out, and uh, they they somehow battle back, hang in there. Um, I think they're only down by nine, maybe at halftime, and uh, then they cut that down to in half by the third quarter. And it was it was late in the fourth quarter before they ever took the lead, which me and Mary Hughes. Um, so. It, man, it, it was just great. Uh, when Dylan finally came back in, um, he they they just didn't have no answer for him. He was he was like Riley. He was by far the best player on the court. I also had him on the show before too. Um, they they just couldn't they couldn't stop him. Then he picks up his fourth foul and has to go back out. And uh, he eventually fouled out. I think with three minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Um, one thing that did help him is while he was in there, uh, their best player was trying to guard him. He trouble himself and had to set a lot of a lot of the game. But uh, time he came back in, it, it was too late. The momentum was gone, and uh, they uh, they just couldn't couldn't handle it. It, it was it was uh, it was just amazing, man. It, it was like the Rocky Ford fight. It was just a no holds bar deal. Um, you know, stand up the whole time, standing room only, get the cops there to patrol it. Man, you couldn't ask for no better than the outcome. I mean, it was it was like a um, the other team was winning with I don't know thirty thirty or forty seconds left. Maybe not. Maybe minute thirty. I can't really remember, but. It was forty six to thirty five, I know that. And uh Luke Hare uh got the ball and drained a three and made them forty eight to forty and then they um the other team goes down and 
missed the shot. Luke Hare gets the rebound, comes up. This guy just tackles him. I mean, not. I mean, I've seen I've seen him get hit harder than some of those players did in the game on Sunday. And uh, so that was a flagrant foul. That's two shots in the ball. He made both foul shots, which put him up fifty to forty six. And then the. They fouled again and made two of them. So it, it was just a great, great game. But I can't, I'm so excited about it. And I mean, um, you know, just just as a fan, to, to be a part of that, getting away to get on here and um, talk about it, you know. So uh, it was uh, it was a great game. All those players, and I don't really even know all the players on Mary East team, uh, but they hung in there. I mean, battle, 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 because they they made a lot of mistakes right now. They turned it over a bunch. Um, so they it was just a great game. Uh, they hung in there, didn't let it get to them. Uh, they could have very easily got blew out that game. Um, so me and my brother talked about it. Uh, me and him actually watched the game the night before when this team played. They were by far the best, biggest, and best middle school team I've ever seen. And, uh, you know, it's like he said, we got to play outstanding if we're going to have a chance to win. Um, and the thing is, they really did play outstanding early. They just kept playing hard, kept playing hard, battled through a lot of adversity. And, you know, the the best coaching job by Mark Mason and John Johnson I've seen in a long time. And, and a lot of people may not understand um, what I'm talking about, but, you know, like the end, uh, you know, they held the ball to keep the other team from going on a run. Their best player just came back in off the bench. Um, I mean, he could shoot it from NBA three. And uh, they held the ball kept and stored on it. Uh, kept them from getting two or three possessions. People don't realize, and I heard people in the stands, what are they doing? What are they doing? They need to play ball. Um, I was sitting there with my stepdad, and I told him, I said, they're trying to limit them from getting so many opportunities and fake score right here. They cut this lead uh, down to nine versus going down 14 or 15 just real quick. So people don't realize those little things like that right there taking a player out with just a few seconds to go, keep from picking up another foul. Just little things like that. A lot of people get in those game situations and just can't do it or, you know, get away from the game plan or start thinking about other stuff and get on their mind. So to be able to stay that sharp in a game like that, um, Make those calls down the stretch of the whole game long. It was it was a great job. So uh, you know, it, and uh, you know, not many people can do it. I think that other coach I thought made several mistakes when when I I mean I clearly think the other team uh, had a total better team. They just didn't get the job done. Uh, Mary Hughes did when they needed to, and. Uh, Dylan Bartley was uh, by far the best player on the floor when he was out there. No doubt. They couldn't guard him at all. <laughs> so, but it was a great year for them. They also was like 29 and 0. Uh, this is their third in a row. They went, they won the three feet. So, 
three years in a row they won a state championship. You know, that, that's unheard of. I think I think I heard somebody say it's the first time in the Tennessee middle school history that, that a team has won it three years in a row. So what a great, great accomplishment for those uh, young athletes over there. Um, what a great job. Uh, good friend of mine is done coaching those girls, Hank Fair. Uh, me and him went to school together, high school together, played ball against one another uh, at middle school level. Uh, Noted his whole family. His dad was a teacher. Uh, like I said, went to school with his sister and all that. Just a great guy. He's done a great job over there. And, and uh, those girls, and uh, like I said, Martin John, these boys, and, and just what a great year of basketball been for them. And, uh, you know, so my hat's off to that organization, and I, and I said it a long time ago. Somebody go back and report that they were blowing out people by 40. And I said the reason they are is I guarantee you the day after Christmas, that's probably the only team practicing. The day after Thanksgiving, that's probably the only team practicing. That, that's what makes you good is practice, putting that effort in. And then when you got good coaching, and you can develop these players, um, it adds up to success. That's all I can say. Um, and so my hat's off to both the boys and the girls and uh, the coaches and everybody that puts in a lot of time. It's You know, it's great to see uh, it's a small community here where we live, but it's actually grown a lot. But it used to be small, and that is a small school. And, uh, you know, to pull that off, it's something. So, um Really proud of all of them. Maybe uh, next few weeks I can get Dylan and Riley back on here a bit about it because they were both the MVPs of the tournament, uh, which no doubt in my mind, uh, Riley Nelson wouldn't have been. She's the, she's the best player I've ever seen, a female player at that level I've ever seen. Um, I like to say our local high school team could – Use her right now because she's a, she's better than anybody they got. I went and watched them play a bunch, so um, uh, it's just great, you know. Like, like I said, I've been excited about it, was excited, and I was right in the midst of all the commotion and stuff going on. Hey, I get into it, man. It ain't just when I'm coaching my own team. I go watch these others. I like to get into it. That's you know that's part of being a being a fan and and being a part of something that you enjoy and like is is getting into it. And the biggest thing for me is it's kids out there, talking 14-year-old or under kids that ain't making millions of dollars, just playing because they love to play. Some of those boys and girls on both of those teams on the state may never play basketball again. But they were out there, and they're part of this great run and part of these two great teams. And, hey, man, that's that's what makes sports great. It don't matter who you are. If you're willing to work hard and put in the effort, you got a chance. No matter who your mom and daddy are, who, nothing. If you're great, can play, willing to work hard, you can do it. And that's what I love about what where we're at with this women's football, these high school teams. These middle school teams is playing because we love to play, do anything to play. So great job, boys and girls basketball program at 
at uh, Mary E. Middle School. So, good for you. So, um, all right. Let's move on to our topic tonight. Uh, like I said, I do have some questions already on the board. Uh, but and this topic was by request. A lot of this stuff I don't uh, I don't think of. So I got somebody smarter than me thinking of it and, and want me to do it. So uh, that's what I do. Uh, but it is developing players, and I'm I'm sure that every coach out there, you could ask every single one of them at some point or another. We're all going to have a different perspective on how we like to do things um, and how you develop these players. But the first thing, I know the first thing when I started coaching this women's football team is, well, I actually started it really when Jennifer played at the Tennessee train. Um, I've played ball my whole life. My brother's coached several guys. Played in the NFL. He was just one of those great motivators, getting the best out of nothing. And I've been around, he's five years older than me, and I've been around that my whole life. And I always felt like I was a coach on the field just because I knew so much more than other players at our level uh, that helped me out on the field. So, you know, transferring what I knew and the uh, what I know now and the way things are is, to me, the first thing you have to do is get to know your players. Now, when I say get to know your players, you know, and you do really, you have to get to know them. You got to get to know the players. Um, you can't coach every player the same. Uh, there's some players you just have to get in their air and just let them have it, and then some of them, you just sort of got to get on another one to get through to them or whatever. But you got to know that. Um, and that's part of the process. If you get to know your players, um, you find out what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. Um, you know, just because they say, you know, they show up and shoot their five, six, seven, and weigh about 140 and want to play wide receiver. Because their wide receiver size don't mean anything. They can't catch or they can't run. Then you got to find somewhere else for them to play. I mean, that's just the way it is. And you have to know that. Just because they show up there don't mean that's where they need to play. And so, you know, that's why when we have our tryouts, it's not even a tryout. You know, we should call it something else. Everybody calls them tryouts. And all I do is get a time, these girls in a 40, in a 20, do some box drill stuff, do some footwork stuff, um, just to see where they're at, just to give me an idea of where they're at. You know, then I get to know. We we start working out amongst in there um, with doing these drills. Then we start playing a little seven-on-seven. And when I say seven-on-seven, we just – I usually divide up. We got two quarterbacks there. Um, let the quarterback pick the team. I'll pick them for them, and we play two hand touch. And uh, <clears throat> the coaches sort of just wrap the deal, and we mark some out of bounds and just sort of stay out of it. And uh, 
You know, they're out there playing just everywhere, doing things on their own. And I watch them. I, I, I watch them. And, you know, like we got, we got a girl right now that, uh, you know, everybody kept saying, well, where are you going to play her? Where are you going to play her? I said, well, I'm not real sure, but I can tell you this, we're going to play her somewhere because no matter what happened in those seven-on-sevens, she was always around that ball. Always, when she was on defense, she was always around that ball. So, you know what? That's part of me watching, seeing, learning what my players are. Yeah, she's not the biggest player on the team. She's not the fastest player on the team. She don't have the most knowledge. But I'll tell you what, she's hard-nosed, she's humble, she keeps her mouth shut, she shows up, she listens, and she wants to play. And by God, she's going to play somewhere. Um, so, and she's she's always around that ball. You know, there's just certain players that just seem to find that ball. And then you see other great players, you think, man, this player's going to be great. And they just can't ever seem to find that ball. So, to me, those things, um, getting to know them, getting to know what they're great at, just um, getting to know what they're um, – strengths and their weaknesses are, um, you know, that kind of stuff to me is more important than anything. Uh, now, if I if I could say, if I ever would give myself a pat on the back, it would be for being able to evaluate talent uh, and put them in, in their perspective place for what we get. Now, you got to understand we don't get but 18 players a year or less. So I'm just saying, I just get a good idea of who can play where pretty early, pretty fast, and I'm usually not too far off. Now, I ain't saying I won't miss or haven't missed tonight. Very well could. Don't get me wrong. I, I could be wrong on a lot of it. But that, to me, is one of my, you know, one thing that I really pride myself on and working hard is is to find that match uh, long before we ever really get into some serious football stuff. Is um, I want to watch them play. I want to get to know them. I want to get to know their personalities. I want to see how serious they are. They're serious enough to show up to practice when when it's raining, serious enough to show up when it's hot or when it's cold or they're not feeling too good. Tells me how much effort I'm going to really put into them or if I need to work on the next person behind them a little more. All that stuff means a lot. I think this kind of stuff, that we're talking about here gets overlooked and overshadowed by people just saying, Man, I you got you gotta find this raw talent. You gotta find this raw talent. Well, hey, look, it, it's great. I wish every girl I got showed up, run a four or five forty, can jump out of the gym, uh, throw sixty or seventy yards. Man, it just be real easy. But you know what? In all reality I, I haven't seen too many of him, so um, you have to make those players, you know, and um, it, it's hard. So you take it, just like I, I take this step right here 
of developing my players just like I take my team and act them baby steps. And now I hear it all the time, you know, um, these women, they, man, you, you coach women, you can coach men, you don't know the lingo, you don't know this. They may not. My receivers may not know what an NFL play is called. But what I call it, they know what to do. And it's the same thing that an NFL team does. Or the same thing that a men's team or high school boys or whatever. So who cares? As long as they get the job done, I don't care if you call it hamburger or biscuit or whatever. As long as they know what's going on, that's all that matters. And the simplest way, we don't get to practice every day. We don't get to have two weeks or two days before the season starts. Um, we don't get to practice three hours every day. Um, we don't get to sit in the classroom and watch a boatload of films. We don't have a weight room. We don't have uh, coaches just sitting around, make sure you're doing this, that, and other. Hey, we, we ain't got all that. So I, I ain't going to spend all my time trying to learn them a bunch of lingo that means the same thing as what I'm going to tell them, and they can learn pretty quick. So, you know, that's that's just the way it is. And I ain't going to spend a lot of time on that. So um, that's what I say. I want to spend my time working on these uh, players, figuring out where they're going to fit in. And then we put them in groups. And then we go to working on them. That's what I like to do. Um, so, and, you know, it, it's kind of a deal that um, we've got a few players you know, this this year that um, they're – I'm not saying they would rather play somewhere else, but, you know, I've, I've talked to them about, uh, hey, you know, we're probably going to move your positions. You, you fit in better here than, you know, maybe of what we thought or what you think. You know, a lot of times people, people think that they're uh, – I'm not going to say better than what they are, but a better fit at certain places than what they are. And in a nice kind of way, you know, you just have to say, well, hey, we can, we can, I'm not going to say you can't play here, but you're further down the deck, Char, than you are if you play where I'm saying, thinking you fit in. And, you know, when it's all said and done, if, if you're playing for the right reason, it don't matter where you play, as long as you're playing, as long as your team's winning, as long as you can hoist up that trophy at the end, that's what matters the most. So, um, you know, and like I say, we got a couple of those players, they're new players this year. And not, like I said, not to stay, um, saying anything to me, but, uh, you know, you just got to, you just got to put it all in perspective. So, um, that's that's just a lot of I think a lot of that kind of stuff gets overshadowed by, you know, somebody the parents come in and I've seen this really bad when Jennifer played Tennessee train. They had this one girl, everybody kept thought, Man, look at that girl. She looks like she can do this, she can do that. Well, guess what? They were so disappointed in that girl because she could Well, guess what? She was a brand-new player. She was green as a gore, didn't know nothing, and nobody ever coached her. Nobody ever taught her anything. 
Well, naturally, she ain't going to be great. She don't know anything. She could have been great. She was fast. She was good size. She was perfect size for a linebacker. They thought she was going to be some great linebacker, and she didn't know nothing. Man, we're disappointed in her. I thought, really? Why are you disappointed in her? Man, y'all, y'all the coaches, you're running the organization here. Somebody needs to work with her. Somebody needs to get her up to speed. you got to take the time. you got to put in the time to develop these players. Just what the topic says, develop these players. You can't expect a girl to show up that girl is in her early 20s, good size, can run, tough. I've seen her get the far knocked out of her several times and got up and tough. And they would not take the time to work with her. I'd love to have her on this team right here if she was willing to work hard. You know, I don't know if she can take it or not. I promise you, she would be a good player for us because we're gonna work with her, um, and that's what we—that's what we pride ourselves on around here—is um, is out working a lot of these other teams. Um, I don't know what they do. I'm just saying I know what a lot of them do, and I know every Thursday night, no matter if it's raining, what well, we did call it off one Thursday night because we had a, a practice. It was really, really cold and. Um, but for the most part, rain or whatever, on Thursdays, we're out there working. Um, and there ain't a whole lot of time. And uh, these girls that are playing these skill positions, they're mostly the ones that show up, which not, I mean, that takes more work because it is timing and a lot of that stuff. And we're putting in the work. And we've got a lot better. Um, since we started, we've got a lot better. And, uh we're just what I say. I've got uh, a different quarterback shows up on Thursdays. I got uh, a new receiver shows up every Thursday. Um, so you know they 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 know the play. You know it's just like now. Um, you know you call the play in the huddle. Girls show up every Thursday. They know what's going on. The ones that don't show up on Thursday. Coach, well, what we need to do, you know, and but they're all starting to get there. But I'm just saying, that's what developing, working these players means. You know, tell them, hey, maybe you're gonna make a pretty good player. Here's the thing: you're coming in, you're already behind. You're gonna have to step it up, work harder, just to get on the same page as these other girls. And for the most part, uh, a lot of them have did it. Now, there's a lot of them that have. A lot of them sort of a little lazy, take the high road, stay at home every chance they get, get a little nick here and there, and they're, they're staying at home, um, you know. So, no, you know, it, you can only, as coaches, you can only do so much. Um as a player, you want to be great, prove it to me. Show it to me. I'll promise you I'll find it. You do not have to come and tell me if you want to be great. I will notice that. You won't have to tell me. You won't have to tell anybody. I will notice that, and I promise you, I'm going to be all over. You you show it to me without words, and I promise I'm going to show it to you. And... Anybody that knows, they know I'm telling you the truth. So, um, 
we we uh, we like to do that kind of stuff. We I like to evaluate these girls. I like to uh, see who shows up when it's cold and uh, when they're you know when it's easy to stay at home. Uh, but you can tell. So you know, as a player, you want to be a great player. Show up, listen, do what it takes. Let the coaches do their thing. Um, you know, let me a good teammate. You know, and that's and that's another thing. We we show up on Thursdays, and for the most part, I mean, it's all business now. Once you know, once we get started, there's we've been we've been working out early in the COVID time. But uh, some people work late. That's part of the reason we don't get as many there right now. Uh, we have a lot of people play live far away, can't make it, and uh, with, with the time we're doing it, it's really tough. Um, but once we get started, I mean, for about an hour and a half, we're we're wide open, and I mean, not taking any breaks, we're we're wide open, and we have definitely got better. Um, but we're young, we're green, we're still developing players, and you know. I'm glad they picked this topic for me tonight because it is a great topic. And, uh, you know, it's it's simple. I, I think it's really simple. Um, you want to be you want to be a great player, I want you to be a great player. Show me, and I'll show you. That's all you got to do. You don't have to tell me. You do not have to tell me. Just show me, and I'll show you. We've got a couple on this team that they don't they don't have to show tell me. They've showed it to me. And I've showed it to them. We're we're gonna we're gonna go um at it. We're gonna uh, give them the ball. We're gonna um let them play positions on defense and allow them to shine. It don't matter what, you just show me. Um so you know, my my thing is, is I get I get tired of hearing a lot of, of stuff. You know, people getting certain positions because of their size, or you know, like the very first year we had a team, we didn't have a, a quarterback at all. We had a couple come through, quit through, but would have been really good, and they quit. Well, the girl was uh, about the biggest girl on our team. Could throw it further than anybody. She wound up being our quarterback. You know, she was a, she was a defensive tackle and a good, but she she was she was probably five ten or eleven. And when she first started playing, about two sixty five, they trimmed down to about two forty. Um, and she she was alignment all the way. Good athlete, but man, she could throw the ball sixty or seventy yards down the field. We didn't have anybody else that could. I mean, might have had a few that could, but they didn't show up on a regular basis. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm one of them. I promise you. Now, you're not going to come to me and run a ten flat forty and can't throw it ten yards and say I'm going to play quarterback. You, you ain't going to play quarterback. Uh, but just because you're big don't mean you can't play somewhere other than the line. Uh, 
a lot of it depends on how fast you are, how fast your hands are, how good you can move your feet, how mean you are, how tough you are. You can get in there and really grind it out. Show me what you can do and take some weeks, then we'll we'll talk about it. So we try not to judge people uh, by their size of where to put them while we get these ideas of these uh, drills and stuff we do. So we, uh, you know, we're, we're a little bit different. And I know we don't have, I mean, we don't have fortunate to have a 50 players to choose all these from. So it's tough for us to, to find girls just to put into this. So, you know, and that brings me talking about a player just putting in the side brings me to my next point here is we've actually got a player that plays for us now that got kicked off another team that's going on three years ago. And uh, for whatever reason, I don't care. Um, I know she got kicked off. We talked about it. Told her, hey, here's how things go here. We ain't going to put up with it. We never had a problem. She's been a great teammate and a good player for us. We have not had a problem. Um, but she goes, she comes to us, a lot of raw talent. I mean, the time we get her faster than any lineman we got. Don't know anything. Does not know anything. Didn't even know the position she's supposed to play or what position she had played. And uh, before she came to us, before she got kicked off that team, she went to New Orleans to the women's football camp down there at the New Orleans Saints practice facility. And uh, she wanted to play running back. And uh, now I wasn't there. I'll, this had just come from her, so I don't know what happened. But I know after um, a few minutes, they sent her to the offensive line group. So you, you can't play running back. You would never be able to play running back. Well, Guess what? I got to watching her, watching her the whole year she played for us. I said, you know what? I need I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to play running back next year. She didn't ask me. She didn't ask me. I didn't even know about this scenario. She didn't even been to, to this this women's camp, and uh, they had told her this. I said, I need you to play running back for me. She said, Coach. She said. The, I tried to play running back for her. Those coaches down there at uh, the women's camp told me I could. I said, well, I don't know nothing about those coaches down there, and I'm not going to say anything bad about them, but they're not here. I'm here. I see what you're capable of, and uh, here's what I need you to do. Now, do you want to play running back? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want to play running back. Well, here's what you need to do. Well, let me tell you, what I gave her to do wasn't easy. I promise And she probably didn't like the outcome for a little bit. But guess what? Last year, she led our team in rushing yards and rushing TDs. Um, with the offensive MVP of the championship game. So, look, just because somebody tells you you can't play here or there, or you're too big, or you're not fast enough, or you don't know enough, and all that. 
that don't mean anything. Uh, I don't know those guys down there who told her that. Wouldn't know none of those coaches from Adam, and I'm not going to say anything about them. All I can say is this. She's a pretty dang good running back. Um, and pretty, no, I ain't going to say just plum unstoppable, but one person ain't going to bring her down. And uh, we, you know, football's a really, really big team, ultimate team sport. But without her, we have a lot harder time winning that championship and winning a few games uh, because of her. And, you know, that just goes to prove my point is she, to me, was she's faster than any offensive lineman we got. Moves better than they do. She really don't have what it takes to be the best blocker. I watched her. I watched her. She's a great defensive lineman now. She's got really rushed the passer and that kind of stuff, but that's different. People don't understand the difference of of blocking and, and that kind of stuff. And I just watch and watch as much as we need linemen. Don't get me wrong. You know what? This is just where she fits better. And, you know, and it just takes somebody just watching that. You know, and I watched it for a whole year. And we, like I said, we played her at different positions and, and uh, Things and, and a tackle, I think, offensive tackle. And uh, so, you know, it's one of them things. I just kept watching, and, you know, I've I seen it. Um, she's a great running back, and we're just a mediocre lineman. And that's usually not, it's usually opposite. Most people, you know, think they can play, be a great running back when they're a great lineman. So, it's usually. A great lineman and a mediocre running back, but she's vice versa. And a lot of that has to do with wanting to be. You know, first thing about being a great passer and a point guard in basketball is you got to want to be. You got to want to pass. You want to be like John Stockton. He wanted to lead the league and assist, and he did. Um, so you you got to want to be a great player. You got to want to be developed into a great player. It ain't just all on the coaches. It's on the players as well. You got to strive to want to be great. You got to put in the work when everybody else is not. It was colder than I don't know what. This past Saturday and raining and water probably six inches on the field in certain places. And we were out there amongst it. Um, you got to want it. You got to want to be good. You got to want to be great. You got to want to be coached. You got to have faith in them just like they got faith in you. And all that is part of being developed into a great player. And I can work with you till the cows come home. And I can see all the talent in the world in you. But if that ain't what you want, it, we're spinning our wheels. So you want to be great? Show me. I'll show you. Um, so, you know, it, it's, a, it's a two-way street. Um, you know, you got some people, they just give up 
uh, way too early and uh, just don't have enough confidence or, or uh, faith in herself, you know. So we, we, I have confidence in, in it. Here's my thing. I have confidence in everybody that showed up enough that gives me that, that I feel that confidence, that I have that confidence in them. There's some players that I don't have that confidence in. Well, a lot of them are not now, but they don't show up enough for me to get that confidence in. Uh, you know, it's just like I've talked to my brother about some players on their team that didn't get to dress out for the championship game. You know, their parents are mad. He said, you know what, Dave? He said, they didn't come to practice. Missed more practice than anybody ever seen in those years. They didn't let them dress. My hat off to them. Hey, man, I, I, I called him for it. That's great. You want to you wanna wear that ring? Prove it. Show up at practice. So what? You're sixth grade and you ain't going to get in the game. You show up at practice. Give those boys something to work at. You win that ring. You wear it. Be proud of it. You earned it because you put in the work at practice. You might not have made it in the game. Store 50 points. By God, you made the practice and you put in the hard work. You're just as worthy of it as anybody on the team. When you don't make those practices, you're not worthy of it. And I'll tell you right now, I, I applaud them for it. I was, I was tickled to death to hear it. That's too much of this crap going on today. Um, everybody wins the dang award. Everybody wins the trophy. You want to be a great player, you want to be developed into a great player, prove it to me, and I'll prove it to you. That's my that's my thing. Um, you know, I seen when Jennifer played Tennessee train, first year she played down there, the biggest thing I seen from those girls, besides not being committed, was they played out position and they were just like thrown to the wolves. Because they they played a position because their size fit the position, and they never were developed anything. Um, they had some great players that year down there. They only won a game. They should have won several games. Um, they were out of shape. They weren't getting shape. They didn't know the plays. They couldn't throw the ball. Quarterback turned it over. 40 times a year. I don't know how many started over. Um, but they, the bunch, they, they were just uh, undisciplined. undisciplined all. It was like the inmate, it really was the inmate running the prison down there. And, uh, you know, it ain't going to happen here. We're not going to let the uh, tail wag the dog. And you want to be great, be developed. You show me. I've seen some of these girls that played on that training team. I think they really did want to uh, be good players. They just, you know, they were sort of on their own. Um, Jennifer was fortunate. That, you know, I worked with her a lot. Uh, we was doing a lot of trucking at the time, but I worked with her as much as I possibly could when I was at home and um, helped her become a lot better player. She was just so excited to play football that when she first started playing that everything was okay because she just wanted to be 
part of that team. I can remember saying, hey, about this one girl, she just like me. She just glad to be here. But I'm going to tell you something. The more you show up to practice and the more you want to be good and you see the rest of them don't want to be, that feeling sort of loses you. And then along about halfway through that year, you're playing with some injuries and adversity and showing up to practice when you don't want to and and it's too easy for them not to show up and come game time, the coach ain't got enough to hold us to bench their hind in and and all that and that feeling leaves you. And by the time that year was over, Jim was ready just ready for it to be over. I'll never forget it. It's just like night and day. She was so tickled. The first day she called me and found a team to play on. The end of the year, she said, man, I'm so glad it's over. I can't take it anymore. That's what happens when you want to be good. Is just being there don't cut. That's not good enough. That's what wanting to be better Nobody's willing to help you get better. Nobody on the team wants to be better. They want to talk about how great one or two players are. And if those one or two players don't make the plays, you're getting the crap beat out of you. And these girls are striving to want to be good because they're nobodies and they're not hiding kissers to the person that runs the organization or the coach. They 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 want to be good, and you let them down. Well, guess what? They move on and start other teams, and that's why we're having the team. We that's why we have a team now because they didn't care. They didn't want to take the time to develop a good player. They didn't want to take the time to develop another player. I can think of three girls offhand. They really want. I think really want to be good. And those coach, well, the coach named another guy helped, but nobody in that organization wanted to make those players better. They wanted to talk about, man, I just can't believe I'm so disappointed in her. I thought she'd be better than what she was. And I thought every time they said that to me, and I said, really? Why, man? Why? Just tell me why. Well, man, look at her perfect form, size, fast. I said, who coaches her? Well, uh, they named the coach and coach's name. I ain't going to name him. Everybody knows who he is, I guess. I said, he don't coach her, man. He shows up. He, he just expects her to know what's going on. And I do, you know, he gives you a playbook. You do need to know the playbook. But as far as being able to play and learn how to block and learn how to run and learn how to tackle and do things, man, you have to be worked. You have to be taught. You have to be helped. You have to be developed. And they don't want to do it. That takes too much time. That's too much hard work. Well, let me tell you something. Go find you another hobby. Get out coaching. If you don't want to do it, You'll find something else to do. Because that's part of what being that coach means. Hell, anybody can sit over on the sidelines and call plays, rotate people in and out. Anybody can do that. Proven fact, Andy Slagle does it every week for the men. Proven fact. 
You want to be a great coach. You put in the dang work during the week. You put in the dang work when ain't nobody else watching. You put in the work when it's pouring down the rain. You put in the work when these players are hurt or when they need you, not just on the field but off the field. You put in the dang work behind the scenes. They want you to develop them as human beings and as players. Not just not just to show up on the game day and call a few plays. And that's what most of the mentality of these coaches in women's football and these uh, elementary, middle school uh, sports is all about. They want, oh, I'm a coach. Well, let me tell you something. You want to you wanna, uh, hear me say you're a good coach, you better earn it. You better prove it because that just ain't good enough for me. And I'm going to tell you right now, our high schools around here, or our local high school where I live, and these middle schools, they like good coaching. They they're terrible. Uh, they might be great guys. I don't know. One of them I know, he might be a great guy, but I sure don't like the way they do things. Um, so, you know what? You want to be that great player? You show me, and I promise I'm gonna show you. You want to be developed? You let me know. You don't, like I said, you don't have to tell me. I'll know. I'm going to develop you. And I'm going to tell you, any player that's ever stayed with us or come through our organization, they may not like me. They'll tell you they got a fair shake. There's players play on my team right now, I guarantee you, ain't my guess. They'll tell you one thing, and I'm fair. I don't care who you are. If you can play, you can play. If you show up, work hard, you're going to play. We're going to work with you. I don't care if you like me or not. It doesn't don't matter to me. I'm here to want to win football games. I want to win championships. I want to develop a bunch of all-stars. I want to develop the MVPs of the league. I want my whole team to be on that all-star team. That's what I want. I care less. I care less who likes me and who don't. You know, that's just the way it is. So, you want to be there, show me. And I'll, I'll tell you, I, uh, I didn't have the greatest coaching uh, when I was in school. And they just didn't care. We were in a tough league. We shouldn't have been in because of enrollment. The coaches just got satisfied with just being, just showing up and going through the motions. And when Jennifer started playing down at Tennessee Train, that's just sort of what it reminded me of. And you know what? I told her, hey, that's not acceptable. And we worked with her, and we made her better. Now, they didn't let her play what the position I thought she should have been playing, but she played a lot. Um, she wasn't in her little clique, so she didn't get all the accolades that a lot of them got. And she wasn't as fast, and she didn't have the knowledge that all of them had, but she learned a lot. And uh, we made her the player she was. It sure as hell wasn't because they worked with me. I can tell you that. But they didn't do nothing. And so, you know, um, thank, you know, thank them for bringing this topic up. I know it gets me heated up. I'm sitting there sweating right now, rubbing my hands together, talking about it, because I get fired up about stuff like this, because so many people take it for granted that because somebody shows up, I'm a coach. And the day that I cannot coach or the day that I don't want to develop my players or I don't want to show up, 
because I don't feel good or whatever the case may be is the day I'm going to quit because these players deserve my full attention. They deserve my sister's full attention. If you can't be there for them, then you need to move on. That's just the way it is. If I can't be there for them, I promise you, I'm going to move on. That's what it takes to be good. I seen it then, and and that's why everybody down there, Tennessee train, it just drove me crazy, and I tell them, here's the way you need to do that. Oh, you can't do that. Yeah, why not? Oh, you man, you you figure out about women. They don't like to be pushed. They don't like to be told what to do. They don't like to do this. I said, well, that's evident. They show them their in the scores and get thrashed every week. Win one freaking game with a bunch of players. If I had right now, by God, we'd go. I'd mark an undefeated season right down, right in hell. If they wanted to work for it. Had all that talent and didn't do nothing with it because they didn't do nothing. All of all, you can't make no team up there. Ain't nobody wants to play for somebody like you. Now, they're pretty much right. They ain't very many want to play for me, but by God, the ones that want to play for me, they want to win. By God, that's what we do here. We prepare and we go out there. We might not have as much talent, but we're going to outwork them. By God, they come beat us, they're going to know they're in the game. And, uh, we sure as hell ain't going to roll over for them. I can guarantee you that. And we're not going to go out there unprepared. When when I can't get us prepared, and I can't do nothing about when all these uh, girls don't show up for games or whatever the case may be, and you go under staff, that's one thing. I got my full team. We're going to be prepared, and we're going to go out there, and you're going to know you've been in a game. I'm just here to tell you. Uh, so, you're right. They they don't want to do it. That's why they don't have a team anymore. Um, you know, and I'm not saying we we don't have a bunch of players, but what we do have, they understand what's you know stake here. They understand how things are. Uh, so, and when they don't, they figure it out real quick and they move on. So, usually the ones we got here, hard nosed, tough, ready to go. So. Uh, that's what it takes if you want to be a great player you let the coach develop you, you prove to him that's what you want to be you show it, I promise you if he's any kind of coach at all you won't have to tell him, he'll know I'll guarantee you one of our players right now from last year to this year has made a 110% turnaround she never had to say a word to me. First time she showed up, I seen First time we seen her after the uh, All-Star game, I seen her in a tryout or workout. I knew she wanted it. I seen it. And guess what? I got just as hard as she's been wanting to be. We've been pouring it to her just that much harder. She wants to be great, but I'm not aim to get her there. That's all there is to it. Um, that, that's the way it is, man. And uh, if you don't, if you're a coach and you don't, you don't want to do that, you're cheating your players. You need to move on. You need to find you something else to get into that, that don't require you to do much. If you don't want to work hard and develop these girls, boys, young girls, whatever you got, that ain't what you want to do. Um, you know, if you just got to the point where 
you know, it's okay to not do this or it's okay to not do that. It's time to move on, you know. And I'm telling you, at any point in time I get that way, I will move on. I'll promise you. There's nothing I can't stand more than anything is to get complacent. Um, See people get complacent. You know, just because you win this year and you don't have as much talent next year, you can you can throw in the towel. Well, we know we ain't gonna be as good, but hey, I'm I'm good with it. I ain't. I'm gonna tell you right now, I ain't good with it. I want to win every year. I want to win it every single year. Now we know that's impossible. I mean, there ain't no sports. I mean, where everybody wins it every year. No, there's a lot of organizations that win it a lot, but not every year. That don't mean they don't want to. I think the mindset's always there. If there's anything to you at all. Um, anytime you can be okay to losing, um, you need to move on. And that's what happened when I was in school. Um, when I was a freshman, we had we had some good players. Uh, just things, you know, used to, a lot of the players were really good. was great on their middle school team to get to high school. And things are a lot different. And players work harder in off-season different coaches and the coach ain't telling you how great you are every day because you fast person on the team. Now you got a bunch of fast people on the team and you gotta work for your position and man, you ain't used to that. You're used to hearing this coach. So, oh man, you're great. You need hey, we just gotta keep you healthy. I'm gonna send I'm gonna send you for a massage every day here. So you get up there and the coach don't even know your name, don't care who you are. He wants to see something. You didn't show him you want to be a male to be a great player. You pissed off that he didn't know your name. Guess what? Get out there and score a few touchdowns, run over a few people, I promise you, he'll know your name real quick. You know, so that's uh, that's sort of what happened when I was in high school. They, a bunch of them quit, uh, didn't have very many players, coaches, you know, just is okay. Didn't watch film much. Every day practice over. They'd be gone before the players were gone. That kind of stuff just drives me crazy. I mean, I'd love more than anything to be able to practice every day. Once we start season, I mean, once we start practice, you don't know how much I'd love to be able to practice every day, every single day. Man, you can't stand a match. So... Anyway, that's the topic for now with developing players. Um, you know, it, it is, it's it's simple. You know, you can't develop them if they don't want to be developed. If they want to be developed as a coach, that's where you got to do your work, find out what they're good at, work with them, develop them, talk to them. Find out, like I said, find that personality. Hey, there's players on my team. And I'll bet you we're starting four years. Some of them been here three or four years. Probably ain't said a hundred words to me in three or four years. Or some of them say a hundred words to me in five minutes. I know that. I know what they are. I know I figure them out. You know, I know who I kid with, who I can't. I know who I chew out. Who I just I chew one out, the other see it. That's all you gotta do. You got to get to know these players. You know, and players, same way with you. Just call the coach. You don't like the coach or he gets on to you or 
I mean, I know players that coaches they not better than others. Man, you gotta get to know them. You gotta give them a chance. Same thing, coaches and players. So, you know, it's, it is a joint thing about developing them. And uh, as a player, if you don't want to be developed, then you won't. And as a coach, if you're not willing to work at it, then you're gonna be like I said, these other people. So, um, that's that's it, and uh, pretty much in a nutshell. So, I do have some questions here. I want to answer uh, before I do. I do want to thank uh, the AC Hawks Sports Network for giving us this great opportunity to not just talk about women's football, sports in general. And you know, it's like the Mary Hughes thing over here. Hey, who knows? I might get some of those young girls to play uh, football when they get of age. Um, being a being a great football player means just being a great athlete. You know, so. Playing any sport can make you great in other sports. Um, so, um, but giving us this opportunity to talk about women's football and help grow the sport and help get these uh, girls excited about something that it's all about them. And that's what it is, it's all about them. For me, I care. It ain't, it's nothing about me. It's everything about women's football and my team. I, I'm excited for these girls. Don't get me wrong. Winning that championship was the greatest thing in the world. But winning it for those girls was the greatest thing in the world. Even though I've never won a championship in, in any kind of sports other than uh, rodeo stuff in my life, as far as team sports, basketball, football, and I played on some great teams in the elementary and middle school. Um, we won a lot of tournaments and this and another. Never won a championship until we won that one last year. And it does mean the world to me to be able to win one. But to win one for those girls was the greatest thing in the world. When everybody said you can't do it, and I take 17 or 18 special players and do it, it, that's what means the most. I, you can't. I can't explain what it means. Now, I know this is a different year. Well, I might talk about the championship from last year called women's football. That's what means the most to me is women's football. I want to see it grow to where you're you're talking about. Everybody in the community is talking about. Like this basketball game I went to this, this past week. Everybody's talking about it. It's a community thing. I want everybody talking about our team. I want everybody talking about women's football. Uh, some of these teams in the league are going to get huge crowds. I love it. You know what? You go play there, you get beat, man. Even though you get beat or you win, Man, you're playing in front of a huge crowd. Who don't want to play in front of a huge crowd? Who don't want to play where everybody's excited about watching women's football? You know, that's that's what it's about. So that's what this show's basically about, mostly, is women's football and the um, things it takes to make it happen. And that's why I get excited about it. And, and I get excited about it for, for these players. And these players... You know, don't understand a lot. You know, they know usually when they don't show up practice, they're dreading telling me they're not coming because they know I'm going to be pissed off about it. 
Well, me pissed off because I care so much about it. That's why I'm pissed off because I'm giving everything I got to these girls. That's what I want in return is everything they got. And that's what we're going to do. And that's why, um, that's why we win. And that's why I get so excited about it is for these girls. So, you give the effort, I'll give the effort. So, and that's like JC, um, she told me about this show. I had no idea what I was doing, I had no clue what I was getting into. I'll be honest, I wasn't even going to do it. I'm down my element. Um, it's hard to sit here and talk just by yourself for an hour and a half every night. Um, you got to really think a lot. Um, it takes a lot of time, but when I sit down and thought about it, oh, hey, how better else other than me putting in so much effort with our team, how better else can I help grow women's football other than getting on a show and talking about it? Now, I'm not saying there ain't anybody else can't get on here and talk about this as good as me, but I will challenge anybody else that is for women's football as much as I am. And for the sport in general, not just for my team, for the sport in general. Um, so I'm, I'm there challenging. So that's why I decided to do it, is to help the sport of women's football. Now, big, big cities, it's already way bigger than we can imagine. And a lot of these bigger teams are saying, yeah, 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 here, you can joke, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? You got 70 freaking players. It's easy for you. You know what I mean? You got big sponsors. You got NFL guys on your side. Yeah, it's easy for you. You take these small market teams, have 25 players or less, and live in these small cities, and uh, they they need all the help they can get. Women's football, there's only there's probably only 20 of those big teams I'm talking about out there. Then there's probably about 20 or 30 in between the small ones and the big ones. And then there's probably about 50 or 60 teams just like I'm talking. And uh, we want to grow the sport, not just the big teams. So that's why I started doing it. That's why I get excited about it. Um, and that's why, you know, I get excited about uh, our team. And, and I can't take it when everybody don't show up for practice. It just drives me insane. You got a bunch of them out there giving all that effort. I'm out there getting soaked, and other coaches are out there getting soaked. And uh, it's tough. So, J.C. hung in there. Um, you know, give us this opportunity. I hope I'm doing the best job I can uh, for it. And uh, just, I just want to grow the sport. So, here's the first question tonight. It's from Tracy. It says, how do you develop a quarterback when a lot of coaches use more of a rushing game? First of all, that's a great question. Well, how I develop a quarterback is, uh, well, <laughs> again, first of all, you got to find somebody that really wants to play a quarterback. Um, you know, and, and not only just wants to play, but, I mean, has some – Somewhat of some skills to play quarterback. Um, now it's just like in the NFL. There's guys in the NFL that 
can throw further than Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. There's not any guys in the NFL that can put that thing on the money more than Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. So there's going to be ups and downs to these quarterbacks. Um, how I develop one is every Thursday we're out there throwing the ball to receivers. Um, it's it's tough. I mean, it, it it's tough to know. The quarterback has to know every single position, what they need to do, all these plays. When somebody in the huddle gets confused, they have to answer them. The quarterback has the most pressure on them of any sport, period. It's the toughest position in all the sports to play is quarterback. Um, so that quarterback, first of all, has to want to play there. Um, they have to want to be good. They have to understand the game. They have to understand what's the, the task at hand. And when I say that is, you know, we're not we're not fortunate enough to have ten receivers. Um, so we got four or five, six receivers. I don't know exactly what we got. So we we throw to all of them a lot. And uh, of course, there's a lot better than others. Some faster, some catch better, some run better routes. Um, a quarterback has to learn to adjust all of them. Um, we move them around. Some of them play slots. Some of them play wide receiver. Um, the quarterback has to know who's where. She has to know what what's going on. I develop that. I get to I get to know her. Um, I get to know what her tendencies are, what she likes, where she's the most comfortable. We work from there. Some quarterbacks are great pocket passers. Some throw better on the run. Some of them are uh, running quarterback. Some of them are just pocket passers only. You got to understand that. You got to build build an offense for the players you got. And then you have to mold that quarterback to fit that. And if your strong suit is running the ball, then you're going to run it a lot. But you know you can run it. You have trouble passing. You have to work on that passing game. Um, that's what we do. We work more on our passing game than we do anything. It takes the most time. I guarantee you, um, in the pros, we went and watched that joint practice this past year between the Houston Texans and the uh, New England Patriots, man, they, that's all they did the whole time was throw the ball around. I mean, the whole time we was there, those quarterbacks were throwing the ball around. So it, it's tough. You just, you know, even though there, it is a running, you know, mostly women, well, I think at this level, I know you got some of those really, really good quarterbacks throwing a lot. But at this level, it is more of a running game. That's why it's so important that, when you do throw and you know what you're doing, where you're going, you just can't afford a bunch of incompletes or turnovers or wasted downs. And in this women's stuff, without these quarterbacks having the knowledge or the game experience that men have or these guys have, some of these guys playing in high school have been playing quarterbacks into the peewees. Um, and over the years, they learned a lot of stuff just by playing 
but even the coach may not can tell them or they see they see things on their own. When you start talking about a lot of women's quarterbacks, they've only played a year or two, and they've mostly had the ball off. So they make a lot of mistakes because they're not used to that. And I see more mistakes made in the passing game of women's football than anywhere else. And it, it's tough. It, it, it is tough. It, it's hard to develop one, but I'm going to tell you, you got to stay active. you got to keep your nose in the grindstone. Don't give up on them. Be, you know, be hard on them. Pat them on the back when they need to be. But you cannot, and I'm going to repeat, you cannot give somebody false hope. I get, I hear it all the time. You're a hard ass. I hear it all the time. You're, you own them too much, man. You need this, that, and other. Let me tell you something. They know when they do something good, I'm going to give them props. When they do something bad, I'm not going to tell them they did something good. I'm going to let them know what they did bad. That's the only way you can learn. You cannot get better if you don't know what you're doing wrong. If everything you do, you think is right, and I think it's wrong, but I tell you it's good, and we're never going to get any better. I'm never going to get you developed. I'm never going to get you where you want to be. If you're happy with that, then then you're playing for the wrong person because I'm not happy with it. So that's tough. That's a good question, but it's a tough situation. Um, most of the time, and, that, and like now where we, you know, we just now really getting in the full swing of practice. I mean, it's been snowing and cold and crap here and we don't have an indoor facility naturally we have to practice outside with this flu bug going around and I mean I've been sick off and on myself and we've had players that's under the weather left and right um, we don't get to uh, uh, you know they uh, we don't get to practice as, as much as we'd like to and uh, they, that's what we sort of use on Thursdays for is uh, skill. Not, I mean, we usually, we do have some linemen show up, but really, uh, I mean, those linemen can work too, but these skill positions just give them an opportunity just to work on them. And that's how you get better. That's how you develop um, these these quarterbacks. Tracy, that was a great question. And uh, I want to thank you for a loose track. Thank you for listening, sending in these questions, all this stuff. Um, the next question from Tracy Toon is, what are your percentages um, uh, of passing and rushing? Well, I'm going to tell you, Tracy, if, if it was up to me, I, I'd like to be at 75% passing and 25% rushing. Uh, but really, 25% passing and 75% rest. Um, and, you know, to me, for, for us to be able to throw, for us to throw the ball more, our percentage of completions has to go up. Um, last week we looked really, last Thursday we looked really good. It was cold and whiz, rain and snow on this past Sunday. We looked decent. You know, the the, the fall, we ended up great. I mean, we ended up, we started out sluggish, ended up 
you know, really tighten it up. But the thing is, if you take, you take that to game, you start out sluggish. We're not going to finish strong, and I'm going to have to get away from it because, one, you can't stand the incompletions. You can't stand negative plays. So you throw the ball twice and don't pick up any yards, then they know what's coming. Then they start blitzing or whatever. Then they start putting more people in that box. Then it makes it that much harder to run the ball. So, you know, it's, it's one of them deals where I'm going to throw – I'm not, I mean, I don't go into a game saying, hey, we're only going to throw it five times today. We're going to throw it five times, and if we don't complete it, any of those five, we might throw it another time or two in certain situations, but we're going to be trying to get three or four yards every time. Uh, so, you know, I'm not going to go in there and say, hey, we're going to throw it 50 times today, and we only complete five or six, because if you do, you're going to get killed. So I don't go into a game with with the game plan of, of, of saying I'm going to throw it 25 or, or throw it 50%. We sort of go in there and, and try to see what we can do and uh, what the defense is going to give us, uh, and then we'll go from there. I know a lot of people, you know, script their first play. A lot of teams got a lot of film on a lot of men's teams, colleges, stuff. Got a lot of film on their opponents, you know, all that. Well, this level, we don't have all that. So we don't uh, we don't have the technology that they have. So it's, uh, you know, it's a lot tougher. So we just sort of fly, I guess, by... I mean, I've got some plays I know we're for sure going to run, but just I'm going we're gonna throw it as much as we can keep completing balls and moving the ball. Uh, we're just not gonna run back and just say, "Hey, I'm gonna throw it 50 times today." We might we complete a bunch of them. We might they're incomplete. We won't be throwing 50. We might not even throw 50 times all year this year. Um, you know, it's one of them kind of deals. That, you know, I'll never forget the first year I had a team. Uh, my brother told me, he said, you know, a good way to evaluate your team is uh, is start at one goal line and go to the other goal line. No defense over there. See how many positive plays. See how many negative plays. You can go all the way from one goal line to the other goal line and back. Without having any offsides, without having any drop passes, not having any bad snap, having any bad handoffs, any drop quarterback, anything like that, you're doing pretty good. You know what? He, he's right. It's tough. I mean, we we work on that a lot. So, you know, uh, you 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 look at these pro teams. I heard Reggie Wayne. I heard somebody say that Reggie Wayne said they went for you how many years. They had a no-drop Friday or Thursday or something. I forget how many years they said they went without dropping pass on Thursday or Friday, whatever day it was. Wow, that, that's unbelievable, you know. So a lot of that has to do, you know, with, with what what you get during the game. Now, as far as percentage goes, I'd say we're at 25% passing and 75% rushing. In all reality, I would like to, um, and I don't care 
I mean, being unbalanced like that don't bother me. I, you know, I would like to be able to throw it more just because you get bigger plays out of it. You make the defenses work that much harder. But just to be able to say, oh, I want to be balanced, I get tired of hearing that stuff. If I can run the ball um, 100% of the time and put up 40 or 50 points every game, why would you want to throw it? You know, the same thing you throw it. You can wait a 100% of your ball, spread it out, take the run back off the field, throw it every down. So I'm, I just want to win. It takes, it's, it means throw it more, run it more. Being balanced, whatever, that's that's what I want to do. So I'm not one of those guys that have, we have to do this, we have to do that. All we have to do is pick up first downs. If that means running it, great. If that means passing it, great. Whatever. We want to pick up first downs and turn them into points. That's what we want to do. So that, uh, that's – that's those two questions from Tracy. Like I said, I appreciate you. All these people, well, my, all these people I don't even know, um, don't have an idea who they are. They tune in and listen, and I'm thinking that and uh, sending in these questions and stuff, so I don't uh, have an idea of uh, who they are. Uh, this next question is from an anonymous person. It says, what position did you play when you played your strength when it comes to coaching and developing players? Well, I'm going to be honest with you, is my trait by playing is was playing running back and line, middle linebacker. And I feel like that those two things are what I do the best for, for me um, because – I see, I see everything better. Um, I think those two positions, you see more things and know what's coming more. Maybe the quarterback, and I never played quarterback, so I can't say that, but I know as a running back and middle linebacker, I know what's coming. I see what I see what's developing in front of me before it happens at those two positions. So yeah, I I do think that those men might. Um, have a tendency to be what I do best. Now, what what gets me, what really makes me mad is when I went to high school is because I was bigger, they made me play on the line. Now, I felt like I was the best lineman on the team, but I, I made a lot of tackles on defense and I played defensive tackle. And I'll be honest, I don't know that I ever had a sack in my life because I did not know how to rest the passer. I did not know how to put the pressure on the quarterback because I played defensive line just like I played linebacker. And I avoided those blocks. I'd slide off those blocks just like linebackers slide off of them and make tackles down the line of scrimmage. Take a middle linebacker, and they play sideline to sideline. They're making tackles all across the field. Most of the time, a middle linebacker, if they get a tackle for a loss, it's because somebody come up the middle and they hit them and they call them for a loss. 
Other than that, a middle linebacker ain't going to make very many tackles for loss. They're not going to have very many sacks. They ain't going to have very many interceptions. They're going to have the most tackles because they're playing sideline to sideline. They're going to make tackles a yard or two. Well, I played uh, left defensive tackle, what would basically in a in a four three, I played left defensive tackle, and blocking me was pretty easy if the ball was going the other side because I knew it was going the other side. I bailed out. You couldn't even, you couldn't get them block me because uh, I was already. I played it like a dang linebacker. And that's not the correct way to play that position, but that's what I knew. That's what I'd played my whole life, and that's where my traits were, and that's the way um, I played. And like I said, I, I don't know that I ever had a sack. And that, that's sad playing defensive lineman when I had a boatload of tackles. I mean, I led my team in tackles and and, and didn't have a sack. That's pretty sad. But I had more tackles than the dang middle linebacker had. Uh, now I'm not saying I couldn't take on the double team. If you run a, if you run a uh, 34 dive at me and double team me, I could take on the double team and still make the tackle. Uh, but I, it's just because I just know how to get off the ball and and play the ball. That that's what I knew how to do. Um, I was the strongest person. I sure wasn't the fastest, but I had more knowledge. Um, and I played um, because I played linebacker in elementary, middle school. I knew, I just knew where the ball was going to be. You know, I remember formations. I remember I, I, they run this formation. What they usually do out of this formation. You know, then you look and, and you, you see where they're at on the field. You cut part of that out. So then you've only got two or three plays that you might have to figure out where they're coming because the formation they're in, you took the field for the placement of the ball takes out part of what they might do. So you got a 33% chance right off of knowing where that ball is going to come. See, people don't think about it like that. So my first move, then I can decipher, uh, take away uh, another one of the first move they make. So now I'm up to 66% of making the correct call uh, for the ball song. So that kind of stuff, um, yeah, I feel like I do um, coach linebackers and, and uh, running backs probably uh, my strength. Like I said, I played a little bit everywhere besides defensive back and quarterback. But um, I, I know how the quarterback position is supposed to be played. Um, I know how I want my defensive backs to play. I can say that. I can tell you that. I know how to coach them all. Uh, but those two would probably be uh, my my strong suit. So, um that that's a, that's a great question, and it, and I've said it raises to the point what I was talking about early uh, in the call tonight was playing play somewhere just because you're bigger than everybody else, you know. So uh, um, you know, let's see, somebody else got another question here. Hold on, let's see. 
says, how do you feel when you take the time to develop the players other teams wouldn't and make them successful? Well, you know, that to, to me, it, it feels feels good to always be able to, to you know, it's like taking a car, an old car, building it from scratch, and when you get it done, and it's the nicest car to the car show, it makes you proud. And, you know, taking that car that everybody else said, oh, you can't make nothing out of that young pile, and you work and you take it over and it's a winner, that makes that much more special because you did something nobody else can do. Now, I'm not saying I can do something nobody else can do. I just do the things that I think nobody else will do. Uh, so, yeah, to to take players that other people don't work with and make them great players, yeah, I, it really, it makes, it makes me proud, you know, and it makes me smile. And, you know, they have to want it, too. You know, that's the... One of the things that you heard Jeff and Mindy talk about last week is, is you know, the, the opportunity that they're going to have here versus the opportunity they've had other places because of their situation. Maybe not that I'm that much greater of a coach, but the way we do things gives them a better opportunity to shine versus the situation they were in before. Not throwing any thing wrong situation they were in before, but when things are different, I think different. I do things different. I talk to them different. We we talk. I talk to a lot of these girls a lot about different things, how we want to do things, what they need to do. I, I mean, I I'm out Betsy. I talked to probably talked to many more than any coach she's ever had. Telling her, hey, you know. You know what? You can do this and that if you do this. I'm going to continue to do that. That's how she's going to get better. She's got to be pushed. She's probably never been pushed as hard as we're going to push. You know, same thing with Jess. Jess played for two or three years. Sad. Team coat, you know, didn't, they didn't do their job. She comes here and realizes, wow, I've never been to practice like that. You know what? Hey, that's a lot of practice. We're getting ready to wait weather change, and we're really going to get up, you know. So, yeah, it really, really does make me uh, – I mean, I'm proud of all of them uh, that rise it to the occasion, but to take somebody from another team that they just sort of take for granted, like the girl I was talking about down there at the train, she should know what she's doing. They don't take the time to work with you. You come here, and we take the time to work with you, make you a lot better player than what you are, something you can be proud of and we're proud of. Yeah, it, it's, it is really special. And, uh, you know, I, I I do take pride in that. You know, that's the, one of the biggest things about me, and it's just what I said in the earlier, I don't care who you I don't care if uh, you like me or not. You show up, prove me you won't be on this team. We're going to work with you. And it don't matter if you like me or not. Uh, if you want to play, 
we're going to work with you. And I think, and I think that's what a lot of coaches, anybody can coach the great players. Anybody can coach the great players. Playing, going and watching these, seeing it the other night, point play. The, the boys game, that guy, Murray Hughes had the best player. The other team had the best players. Murray Hughes coaches way better than this team. Way better. That's the difference. You know, anybody can you, – you can take talent, and a bad coach can take good talent and win a lot of games. And probably if you're a better coach with not as good a players. But you take a coach that wants to be good, players that want to be good, and and some good players, then you got something. So, yeah, that's, you know, it does make me proud. And I do uh, take pride in that and, uh, you know, get a, get offended when I hear, you know, people make statements and, yeah, this guy, he only do this, he only do They don't know nothing about me. I promise you that. Um, they don't know what I go through or would do for any of these players. You prove to me you want to play, I'm going to do everything in my power to to help that. And they all, every girl that plays on our team knows that. And that's, to me, how many other coaches can say that or do that. And that don't, and that means from giving them rides to giving them a place to stay, getting on their ass when they need it, getting, jumping on them, patting them on the back, um, buying them supper, whatever it is, giving them gas money. It don't matter. Whatever it takes, you prove to me you want to be there, I'm going to do everything in my power for you. But if you don't, you want you just uh, you know want to grab maybe this and no, I ain't got time to mess with you. And I'm gonna let you know real quick. It ain't no way to the much. I'm gonna let you know real quick. You start BSing me around jerking my chain, you're gonna be gone. I, I ain't got time for that. If you show me you want to be here, you show me hey I want to be a great player. I want to help this team. I want you to coach me. That's what you're going to get. We'll figure it out. We'll figure out the, the the hard part of having to get there and, um, you know, different things like that. We'll figure the rest of it out. You just have to prove to me that you want to be here. And I, I'll promise you, you already know I want you there, and you already know that I'm here going to be there regardless. So, um that that's what I just don't see. I know I, for sure the team that I know of firsthand don't do that stuff. I mean, you know, they're they're the type of first type of people that you know, as long as you pay those fees, they really don't care what you do. Well, I, I'm just off. You know, I'd rather um, I'd rather have you show up 100 percent of the time and uh, tell me, hey man. I'm, I can't even afford to buy me something to eat. We'll get out here and fundraise or donate. We'll figure out something to make help you pay them fees. That's, uh, I'd rather have you here playing, have you doing what means the most, rather than pay eight hundred fifty bucks. Show up every now and again, and uh, we go get drilled. Now, 
that ain't that ain't what I'm about. So, um, and and I just how the teams that I know directly, their coaches would not absolutely totally would not go the extra mile for their players unless it was one of their favorite players. Now, I'm here to tell you the the best player that was on the Tennessee train when Jennifer played down there, she was a really good player, don't get me wrong. She was a good player. That cuts her and a few others. That coach might have did something for anybody. It would have only been them. Every player was not treated equal. Can't stand that. I'm going to give every one of you. There ain't a player on my team that either hasn't called me or can't call me to say, hey, my car broke down. Would you come and get me? I've done come and got a bunch of you. I've done have, you know, a bunch of you several times. And it don't matter who you are. That's going the extra mile. That's doing the things that I just think nobody else will do. And that's showing you, girls that play for me, that you mean something to me, not just as players, but as a as a team and as a family. And that's what football and stuff is. It learns you about life. It ain't just making great players. It's about making you a great person in life. It's about making you a great business-minded person. It's putting uh, responsibilities in you. You know, it's taking pride in yourself. You can't be proud of yourself. You can't be proud of anything. You know, I mean, I know you want to be great for the team, but if you can't be great for yourself, you can't be great for your team. That's the great thing about football, and that's what it teaches you. And everybody has to be on that same page. And that's what, you know, that's the kind of stuff. I say I go the extra mile, and I do the things that nobody else, they could do. They just won't do. That's why they lose players every week or every year, because they only work with a few players. And a few players will win you a few games here and there, but when it gets going, Tough sledding. You're going to need all of them 11 to be on the same page. And guess what? By the time you realize that, it's too late. You hadn't coached them up, so now you're in trouble. And then the next year, they're moving on because you didn't coach them up when you had the chance, and they're somewhere else getting the coaching they need, becoming great players, and then you want to get pissed off because they left. And, uh, and then talk about me because I stole your player. When I never even knew you played, and we started coming here and playing. <laughs> you know, that that's the way it is. So, hey, everybody out there, you want to get coached, come on here. I like to tell you. Uh, you want to get, uh, you know, feel like family, you want to feel loved, you come here. We're going we gonna to do it. Now, you be ask me, you start lying and all that crap, you be gone. We don't put up that stuff. But you want to do things right, be part of a great organization, be treated great, you you come here. And that's both ways. So, um, yeah, to answer that question directly, I do really take pride in taking other players. But, hey, we got, let's see, one, two, let's see, we got three. I think we players, I think, that have played on other teams other than ours right now. And that's Calvin Jeffers. He played on another team. 
and I think it was at least six, maybe five. And you dang right, man. I feel like that every, uh, well, two of them, well, three of them we just got. But three of them, or six of them, three of them we just got, and three of them we've had. And I firmly believe the three that I've had, I've made way better players out of them than they ever were when they came here. Now, the three that I've just got, I already see improvement from when we played them before. So I firmly believe we're going to make them better. And we we do things different. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I really – it does make me proud and excited. And, uh, you know, to think they can't – these other teams don't want them because they don't know anything. Just like that girl plays train. I can't. I think of her all the time, talking about how good I think she could have been. Me and Jim were talking about it. You know, I don't remember her name. How good she could have been. They talked about it. Now, it just used to drive me crazy. Man, she's disappointed. I'll never forget that. Man, that girl, she's just a real disappointment. And every time I'd say, how, how can you feel she's disappointed? Well, she's man, look at her. Perfect size, speed, huh? She just ain't did anything, man. Don't know that. They just don't get it. Don't get it. So, yeah, <clears throat> I get happy and uh, excited about all these girls and play on our team. And I get excited about the uh, ones that come from other teams that other coaches didn't want or didn't take the time to work and um you know it takes more telling me here's the thing the better the player the less the work you already know what they you just tune on them a little you just tune on them a little the player that needs the most work that's who you got to get everybody you got to try to get everybody up to the best players potential not just work with that good player every practice. You got other players that are asterized that case. And that that's what we do. I mean, we just we tune on the better players, you know. And the green players are the ones that need to work and the ones that haven't heard me harping on them and preaching in their ear and, and patting them on the back and giving them love or whatever the case may be. They uh um you know they they need that. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. All right, I got one more question here, and I've got time to answer it, and then uh, we're gonna run out of time. Uh, it says, how do you feel about players playing multiple positions? Well, I I mean, you take I watched this I watched the Greenville Tennessee down here win the four A division uh, title in Tennessee, and their best players, which is probably three or four, they probably have 50 or 60 players on that team, and their best players was playing both sides of the ball. Uh, now, I, I, I like that. I like a multiple position player because you, just what I player, you are an athlete. And when you're a player and an athlete, that means you're versatile. That means I'm going to get more mileage out of you. That means the better players 
stay on the field more. Uh, but when you're a small, when you're a small team, that really escalated into having so many having to play both sides of the ball that are not in shape to do it, not built to do it. So, you know, I'm sort of, it's like a double-edged sword for me. I've got some some girls that can definitely play both sides of the ball, multiple positions, whatever you want to call it, and, and be fine with it. And then i got some that can't. Now, they might think they can, or they want to. I hear it all the time, but in all reality, they can't. And that's the the bad part. The bad part of having a small team and the good part of having a big team is you got 70. There's only going to be three, two or three players that play both sides of the ball um, because you get so many other good players to choose from. But when it all boils down to it, um, you, you're going to have the best players out there. It comes down to a tight game. Um, even if, you know, I'm going to have uh, whatever's at my disposal is going to be out there when it comes down to the nitty-gritty. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like them to be able to play both sides of the ball, play multiple positions. Uh, the the, the, the question is being able to play tight end and running back. Yeah, I love it. Makes you more diverse. Makes you have more knowledge about the game. By you being able to play more positions and being able takes less pressure off of us because that gives us a person to put in at two different positions versus having uh, two or three people that don't have a clue what's going on. So, yeah, I do like it, but, uh, you know, I don't like it when it's a have-to situation because some girls just cannot uh, – play both sides of the ball and play the whole game. As much as they'd like to think they can, I've seen it for years. Now, you know, when I when I played, and don't get me wrong, I was 17 years old. I was in the best shape of my life, absolutely, totally best shape of my life. When the whistle, we went out there for the coin toss until the horn sounded in the fourth quarter. I never came off the field. I was in the best shape of my life, and I loved it. Any other way. The only difference I had traded was a bunch of wins for all that. But other than that, I wouldn't have had it any other way. I thoroughly enjoyed playing all the whole game. That's the greatest thing about playing on a smaller team is playing football. Playing all aspects of, you know, I kicked off, I snapped punts, I kicked field goals, I played defense, I played offense, you know, I was on the kickoff return. Um, man, I, I just loved it, you know, I was on the punt return. I played the whole game, and that's, to me, that's the beauty of football. Uh, so, um, that's what I love, but. I was in the best shape of my life. I'm telling you. There's girls. There's a couple girls on our team that can do it. There's a bunch of you think you can and you can't because you need to get in a lot better shape. 
Um, and that's coming. That's a tough look coming from old coach here. So you want to do it? Rise to the occasion. Get in better shape. Uh, that's all the questions we have time for. I appreciate every single person for listening every week that you do, uh, sending in these questions. Um, anybody's got any special requests for topics or whatever you want to talk about, you can uh, send them to RadioJCHawks.com uh, on the chat board, talk about it, so you get them to me, and uh, we'll prepare for it. Um, I want to uh, mention that everybody don't forget, March 31st is the USWFL and Optical Kickoff Classic. going to be teams that day. Uh, we're really looking forward to it. There's a lot of good teams in this league. Um, I hope we're one up. So uh, thanks every single person for listening. Like I said, J.C. Hawk Sports Network for believing in me enough to talk about women's football and keep it going and get enough people to listen to keep hanging in there. So uh, I guess that'll wrap it up tonight till the next Tuesday night. I'll see you then.